Welcome to the 14th annual Omaha Entertainment and Arts Awards. The Omaha Entertainment and Arts Awards celebrate the live art of the Omaha Metro. For 15 years, the nonprofit award show has recognized local musicians, stage performers, and visual artists. You know, uh, to me, the OAAs are uh, a crash course in learning to love our city. Public votes determine the nominees every year. Voting is now open through August 31st. I mean, it showcases and highlights just a fraction of the wonderfully talented artists, performers, and creators that this city has to offer. On this podcast, we dive deep into some of these artists' stories. Welcome to another edition of Omaha Entertainment and Arts Awards podcast. I'm your host, Buddy the God, a.k.a. Mark McGall. And uh, today I'm joined by a special guest, Andrew Bailey. Thanks for joining us, man. What's happening? Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. For those who don't know about this, uh, about this guy right here, Andrew Bailey is an American songwriter, singer, and guitarist. His intricate songs are crafted with raw emotion, fierce guitar work, and an unmistakable soaring voice. Andrew has toured across the U.S. and Europe with the legendary gospel and funk organist Corey Henry, uh, a founding member of Corey Henry and the Funk Apostles. Andrew is best known in Omaha for projects like The Jazz Holes and It's True. Bailey has also worked with platinum recording artists Aloe Black, Miss Lauren Hill, Mono Neon, members of Snarky Puppy, and has shared the stage with George Clinton, Layla Hathaway, Bernie Sanders, and many others. Uh, Andrew is currently pursuing new jazz projects uh, with the likes of the great sensei, Dana Murray. He has also played at multiple festivals all over including performances in California, Oregon, the Netherlands, Italy, and France. Uh, he has also won Outstanding R&B Artist at this year's OEA Awards. Again, I welcome you, Andrew Bailey. Thank you. Thank you. That was uh, that was a lot of stuff right there. Yeah, man. That was, uh, that, wow. Cool. Thanks, yeah. thanks for reading all that. Maybe you, what, you forgot some of it? No, no, like no, it? not at all. Not at all, man. Just, that was, just uh, to hear it. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I just, I just like playing music, man. Man. It's great. But it's, it's, great. Uh, so it's, it's uh, great to have the opportunity. I love Omaha, man. It's really great to be back in Omaha. I've been back since like 2018 now, so a couple years. Okay. And, uh, everybody's just made it real welcome. You know, it feels real welcoming. So I think I've known you since that 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, it'd be I fair think to we say. met right, probably right after I came back. Yeah, yeah. Hit the scene, hit the ground running, man. Um, but I'm curious. Um, are are you from Omaha? Are you? So uh, I'm from Cleveland originally. Okay, but I'm Ohio. A transplant. So I moved to Bellevue in '98. I was like 13 and went to high school in Bellevue. And then my folks moved to Milwaukee like right as I graduated. And I was 17 too, so I wasn't 18 yet. And I was just like, you know, I was just chill in Omaha. You know, had we had just started the jazz holes with my dudes Matt Arbeiter and Seth Andercheck, both Omaha guys that ended up moving to New York, and now Matt's in uh, Nashville. You know, I was just like, you know, just stick around and see what happens. And my mom's just like, well, we'll see you in six months. Hmm. <laughs> I did get evicted uh, from my first apartment, though. So happens, man. It, it, does. it really does. It really does. But you know, it's life is interesting, man. Life is interesting, and it's uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Man, so where where did the music start? Where did that passion start for you? Uh, I was a hockey player. I know that's a really weird transition uh, okay. to go to, but I was a hockey player uh, in Cleveland when I was growing up. And we moved here, and I played for a year. And I remember we were in Minnesota like every other weekend, and so like 
we're in Albert Lee, Minnesota. It's like Hockey Town, USA. And one of the kids brought a guitar with him. Okay. And like his dad could play like all these uh, the old rock songs. And we thought he was great and stuff. And then we just passed the guitar around the room. And it just kind of felt right. By that time, the next year, I was playing guitar and not hockey. Hmm. And, and uh, just, just kind of, I don't know, starting um, with a really childlike but also very naive lens like i didn't grow up like really surrounded by a lot of the music that has inspired me in the last decade for sure but man if you got an open mind it's an interesting journey yeah man man i have to let that sink in for a second speaking of that journey um it's taking you to 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 a few places to say the least Uh, how do you get from you know a cleveland kid here in omaha uh, pursuing the, the guitar to, to travel in the world. Well, um, I met a man named uh, Dana Murray a couple years after we started the Jazz Holes, and we're kind of playing around and, and you know, just kind of living off some of that work that I put in, um, just learning how to perform, I think, really in those years, but maybe not taking the, the, the craft side of it as seriously. Okay. And I uh, met Dana Murray and uh, started taking taking some lessons with him, and he, he's, you know, he's the drummer, man. He's He's the dude that is like get your rhythm together you know and so he was in my ear for years you want to be for real with this you got to go to a major market i would suggest new york you know in so many words and so in 2012 i finally did i just i just wanted to exist you know um and that was a really good lesson just let me just let me exist let me do enough to survive here and let me see you know uh, uh what the city shows me and so for me i didn't expect to get into like the gospel scene gospel hangs at all but um everything's about who you know so uh, a couple of friends of mine who are great musicians moved to new york around uh, the same time as me one one's a keyboard player by the name of nick simrad who's also from here also founding member of funk apostles and he just started telling people about me he'd been out there for about a year and he's like, hey, man, I know these guys, they need a guitar player, you know. And so you would hang and eventually that just through who you know, turned into like church gigs, turned into like other type gigs. Then I started playing with Jay White, who's a great bass player who's now in Nashville and singer. He grew up with Corey and that's how I met Corey through him. Corey started playing on his gigs. And then when Corey got ready to uh, kind of go from Snarky Puppy to like kind of his own thing, I was just a cat that was around, and, and, and I just wanted to travel the world and play music at that time and play with the baddest cats that I possibly could and learn the most that I could. And all of these other cats had like four or five different touring gigs. They're negotiating, and this was like the one thing I was doing at the time. And uh, I just learned so much from all of those guys. It's amazing to be the worst musician in the room. You know, I got to do that <laughs> for three years. So that's pretty much how that happened. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun experiences. Um, got to do a lot of touring, and um, it was it was a lot of fun. And I, after all of that, it's definitely good to pay that Omaha rent too. <laughs> <laughs> to be really yeah, real, yeah, uh, I'm sure it beats New York for sure by a long by a long stretch. In that regard, in that regard, but yeah, like you know, Omaha has got a fierce scene as well. You know, it was an honor to to receive uh, and be recognized uh, within. Oh yeah, would you know? I, I remember when the jazz holes, when they were first getting that that whole thing started, and the jazz holes were up for a couple of the first year, and so it kind of was for me, kind of came back full circle a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an honor. Nice, nice. I guess let's kind of talk more so about that move uh, to New York. Sure. Uh, from Omaha, what, what were some of the challenges that you feel like you were running into here in Omaha? I don't. It wasn't really just challenges. It was like you know 
you want to go it, i mean it's not everybody it's not it's not that like you have to go and do that and and more and more today it's becoming less and less like you have to do that but before i went to new york i felt like i wanted to be a jazz musician hmm. and although eventually i realized that wasn't specifically my path in order to do that i had to go be in the clubs you know go go check out smalls as much as i could so there's a jazz club in in new york uh and there's some other great clubs out there too and 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 uh go to those jam sessions and interact with those musicians and it's just like it is a lot like omaha in the regards of like it's i thought it was going to be different i thought everybody out there was just going to be like what we're killing or whatever and i realized it's like no there's actually a lot of people that can't play out there too mm-hmm. it's like everything mm-hmm. it's just so much more but then that's one of the places that you can also meet the right people to get a type of touring gig uh obviously la is one of those places you know a lot of cats are going to nashville a lot of people are getting priced out of new york you know a lot of people in the last decade have moved from like new york to la i have a few friends that have made that move and i actually went to maine after new york because i wanted to have the resources to do my own thing and i ended up um releasing that record last year uh that kind of came out of that but i lived with my folks who are now in maine for about a year after after new york and that was just like going from the middle of the damn city like everything to just like an hour from the quebec border like in in like mid-central west maine in the mountains over there Hmm, a lot more serene yeah yeah it was great it was great and i was thinking about where do i want to live you know do i want to go down to portland where i was gigging a lot Mm -hmm. you know do i want to move back to new york what do i want to do and i I talked to dana and he was like hey man i just built a studio i want you to come check it out and so uh then i kind of started hanging a little bit more in omaha and was just like you know what this is where i came up and i can see myself here I know you asked about the move to New York. Right, right. No, no, I'm following <laughs> yeah. you, man. I'm following you. Um, you're actually you know. uh, taking me up to my next question because, you know, it seems like the most important part of despite New York was that main uh, trip. It allowed you to kind of reflect, it sounds like. Um, and now that you have reflected and you decided to come back to Omaha, um, what what was the biggest lesson that you, you learned from all of that, being back to Omaha? What, what has changed in you now that you're back here in Omaha? I would say the thing that's changed in me with this entire journey and the thing that I was really looking for other than the experiences and the and opportunity to play with with some of the best musicians on the planet the thing that really hangs with me is that the person that I am is enough the musician mm. that I am is enough what what I decide to create is valid and the question is do I like it or not and I think that holds true you know that is that's true for me and I think that can be true for anybody, you know, who's working on anything at any level, you know, uh, is that when somebody taps into people talk about like who who you really are. And I don't know if I subscribe to there being an actual, you know, reality underneath who we think we are and this person that we really are. I think we I think we change as we go through life. I think it's a journey. And and I think that, you know, if we just understand that whatever we bring to the table if it's genuine and and it's a willingness to be vulnerable anybody can create great art it's just the question becomes what are you into what do you like what are you feeling Mm -hmm. right now and if you can answer those questions with whatever medium i think you'll start to get a little bit of that answer so that's where i try to when i try to meditate on what i want to do you know it's like if i wake up one day and i'm 
working on something creative and I don't like it, maybe I'll do something else and come back to something later and just understand that I don't have to like everything that I that I do. Would you, know? you say uh, that you create more so for your listeners? Um, um, well, obviously not because I have only put out one record in okay. a really long time. Uh, that's partially because you know in New York I was doing a lot of other people's projects, so I'm on a, on on some stuff and. You know, I had the opportunities to, to, to do some things out there. But as far as records on my name, it's just been the one. And yeah, I'm, I'm working on a second. But I also, it's a labor of love, but, but you can't, for me, and I know a lot of people who don't think this way, but, but for me, I can't rush the process. And I can't try to make it be anything that it's not. And if it's, um, you know, I'm working on the next thing and the next thing is going to be the next thing. But, but I, I don't know that I create music for anybody else. I don't think. I don't think that's possible if you're being kind of like genuine within within yourself. I think everybody's moved by what we're moved by and we're informed by our experiences. And, and that's what great art rests on. Inevitably, somebody says, you know what? You write a, a lot of slow songs. Cool. And <laughs> that's I mean, if that's what it is, that's what it is. Right, you know, right. I don't know. Uh, so at the risk of sounding super cliche, like we're all unique in our own way. We all have our own fingerprint. And we can all get deeper within whatever art, whatever medium we create. But mm-hmm. as long as you stick with what you are, I, I don't think I don't think you could really do anything wrong. I don't think there's any wrong answers if that's the case. Right. Just more so for the viewer to just take whatever yeah. they can. Yeah. It's just like if you see a live stream of mine or you come to a show and I'm wearing a shirt like I'm wearing right now and you don't like it, maybe you want to leave or change the channel. That's cool, too. Yeah, for, for those who might be listening to the podcast, he has on the James Skirlock shirt. And I'm not going to not take the gig. Right, right. But right. I'm, also, I'm also not going to hide who I am or how I feel. I think art's a lot like that. And um, you mentioned that you do have a few art projects that are coming up, and obviously you have a lot to say. What, what, what sooner, I'm wondering, are we expecting something solo or are we expecting uh, something with Dana Murray? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm working on. I'm working on my next record under my name. Um, uh, Dana's got a lot of stuff he's doing as well, and and when he feels like he needs my participation, he lets me know. Uh, it's actually been a minute since I've hung with Dana, which obviously it's been a minute since we've hung with anybody due to coronavirus and everything. But um, you know, we're overdue to uh, connect on some projects, and uh, got my home studio set up, so maybe we'll get to do that here soon uh but yeah everything i'm working on is my is my projects actually um did a little thing uh for my friend stewart's uh show the the live show yeah so i don't know if i'm allowed to say that yet but uh sounds like he's going to be using it for some music on his show and uh and yeah I'm, i'm working on the next wave of stuff that will either be a series of singles or an EP, or possibly a full length. I'd say expect something this year from me. I don't know how much I have to say, but whatever I say, I just got to filter through my own experience. So I'm looking forward to when it's right to drop the next thing. But trust, I won't. I won't drop it until I feel it's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, I kind of planned on asking, uh, you know where you see your career going in the long run and it kind of seems like you're more so just in the moment taking the journey where it takes you i guess so yeah the journey is fun um i've had some people hit me up 
recently uh, to work on their projects, and and that's been uh, fun uh, doing that, getting more comfortable with that. I'm I'm a self acknowledged luddite, so I don't like to deal with computers and that stuff. So okay, <laughs> me recording at home with my little SM57 and trying to make decent sounds that that's been fun. Uh, there's the the gentleman from It's True, Adam Hawkins. He's in Colorado now, but we just he just put out a thing that we just worked up uh, a little cover of a uh, a tune that I wasn't hip to, but you know that I don't know if those libraries is called "Stay Safe," uh, and so that's that's been that was fun uh, working on that. I did all that from home, and then he put the mix on it. So uh, you know, I feel like as long as you have a good mix engineer, you can kind of make floorboards creaking, and like <laughs> AC going off and on, and like you know different things not soundproofed, not you know people walking down steps and stuff. Like sometimes that kind of stuff can be charming, and I think that's maybe. Well, we have to get used to, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I see myself, I don't know if what, how I see myself. I feel like I am an educator. I have, uh, some, uh, some students right now that, that, uh, of all different levels. And, and we, we mostly do, uh, that over remotely. I will be dropping the next thing. And then I, you know, until recently I played at bars and restaurants, which obviously that isn't happening too much. Although there are some gigs happening Been doing some live streams but man, it's just music. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's fun, man. I don't I don't really, I try not to take myself too seriously because there's like more important things, and I also enjoy cooking. Okay. So. Found <laughs> <laughs> a new passion during the Rona. Very passionate about cooking, uh, as we were talking about earlier. I'm very blessed. I have a I have a wonderful partner, who we've been together for about uh, a little over a year. Her name is Katie. Okay. And uh, we have a lovely duplex, and she's uh, she's a um, child therapist, so that helps in my case. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's life. Life is good on a personal level. I have nothing to complain about. Obviously, we have a lot of work to do on a societal level. Yeah, and I'll let somebody else speak to that. Word, word. Thank you for at least recognizing it for some people who choose to stay. Oblivious. It but, is like uh, the literal least anybody can do, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know, that, that's not, as you say, that's a different conversation. For it different absolutely time. is, it, but um, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's just hard not. It, to it's happening. Yeah. It's yeah, happening. Exactly. It's happening. Exactly. On a different note, um, speaking of things happening uh, here in Omaha, as you as you mentioned, times are changing as far as music goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and since you traveled, you've seen and, and worked with with the best of the best. Um, what what are, what is what is your take on on the music scene right now in Omaha? Man, there's a lot of people that have a lot to say, and I'd be ignorant to say like anything overarching because also there's a lot that I don't know about, you know, mm-hmm. that is happening. There's some there's some young cats coming up, and there's some people that have been doing it for a long time, and um, the scene on multiple levels is super formidable. Um, I guess I can speak on a, a, a friend of mine. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. I met I met Sebastian Lane a couple years ago. I like to speak about him because he's, you know, uh, his grandfather was uh, the guitarist for Muddy Waters. Man, what a lineage to descend from! And he's he's got all of that in his in his bones and his spirit, and he still decides to go out in, in the world and help people, you know, because he just started his residency at CHI. So, you know, he's got a great group of musicians around him. You know, we got people like Jocelyn, um, 
who's just an incredible songwriter. Obviously, she's she's uh, you know everybody knows about her and what she does. When I think about Omaha, I used to only think about songwriting, and when I left in 2012 and then I came back, it went from this whole other generation of people like grew up and like were in the scene and it, and it was great and there's just so much talent and it's it goes pretty deep and and um again it had to challenge my idea of what was in new york thinking everything was great in new york and you know you see all of these you see a bunch of these songwriters coming out of these like uh prestigious schools that are producing great musicians but you see some of them coming out of those type of schools and they're like here goes where the diminished second chord is supposed to be and nothing that i'm singing about you know, I don't care about it at all. And mm-hmm. it's just like, man, who cares? Mm-hmm. And the why gets answered a lot in Omaha. You know, I came back to Omaha and saw a couple of bands and just like even like songwriter stuff. We used to call it sad bastard music. <laughs> um, and uh, it's just like, you know, there's a certain thing that that is lacking sometimes that people have to find through life experience, I think is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And, and you really see people negotiating that and not just in music in all walks of art we've got some great artists in this town you know we have some great people doing murals and um uh, somebody like michelle Troxclair, uh, mm. who supports the art so much and is such a great poet and just such a deep thinker you know and we have a lot of people like that uh in this community and i think it runs deeper than music and i think that's what makes the music scene run pretty deep around here too and not to mention the history of North Omaha. I mean, have somebody else speak on that, but but we know that history is deep. Yeah, yeah. You know? as, as we sit in the home of uh, Malcolm X. <laughs> yes, let's not forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. the irony is definitely there. Um, we are running uh, short on time, totally. so, so we'd like to, to kind of just, just really wrap things up. And I think we, we've already said a lot, man. You, 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 it, it's funny. Um, as we're getting close to the end of the the whole run of this whole uh, OEAA podcast project, um, big shout out to Sophia, by the way. Big yes. shout out to Sophia. Yes. Um, it's funny you brought up Sebastian Lane. That was actually the first artist that we interviewed. For oh, cool. This whole project. Yeah, man. So, so um, it just kind of feels like it's coming around full circle. And uh, you know, for you again, coming around full circle, coming back to Omaha. What's one thing that you like to see moving forward out of Omaha? Uh, again, you, you've already expressed so much that Omaha has, but uh, what, what would you like to see? Well, uh, artistically, I'd like to see the bar continue to raise. Man, I hope I don't talk out of turn here, but I, I, I just want to give a quick example from something that doesn't seem like it really matters right now, but it was just an experience I had last fall, last winter. Went to the Orpheum to see the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a ballet my mom used to take me to from a young age. And I just remember the orchestra and I remember the conductors and, and, and the intricate way the dancers and the orchestra and the conductor interacted with each other and things were sharp. And we went and saw this production at the Orpheum. I won't name the production and paid a, paid a good amount for nosebleed seats, what I thought was a good amount, and they were dancing to a damn recording. Hmm. And I messaged them and I said, listen, I understand that it might not be feasible to hire musicians for that, but Omaha has some great classical musicians that could pull that off very easily. If you could have them involved, I would have rather paid double the ticket price and seen that with an orchestra than not. 
And I know it's like such a weird thing to complain about, but it really got to me because that company is responsible for the bar that is set in one small aspect of what the Omaha community is, you know, uh, in terms of like ballet, in terms of fine arts. Why not raise the bar? Hmm. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know. I would love to see the bar just continue to get raised. As you see individuals raising it, I would love to see our scene get more inclusive. I would love to, and I hope they've learned, uh, but I would love to see clubs like the waiting room never never makes dumbass statements like they made last year after a tragic event. I'd like to see more clubs owned and operated and profited by people of color and women. I would like to see a lot of inclusion uh, in our in our community. I'd like for the general public, uh, maybe somebody listening in, in uh, West Omaha might come across this. I'd like I'd like for somebody that listens to classic rock all day, whatever whatever the hell that's supposed to mean these days. <laughs> and I like some music from that genre too. But I'd like I'd like for them to stop being rockist and maybe put on uh, maybe maybe they can catch up at least to the early '90s and get some hip hop in them. That might help to see at least recognize a couple of things that we hinted at. And I don't know. That's just what I see. All right. I think that uh, that will conclude it. I think that's that's a good good parting thought on the manifesto of Andrew Bailey. Uh, no, 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 no. That's not uh, what it's about uh, at all. Uh, no, no, I'm going to shut up and listen. Uh, all jokes aside, man, I definitely appreciate you sharing your thoughts. Um, Thank you. I definitely look forward to to what you have have to bring uh, musically and artistically, and uh, I, I wish the best for you moving forward, man. Thank you so much. Same to you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Sophia. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Bailey. Thanks for listening to this episode of the OEAA podcast. This podcast is produced and edited by Sophia Ritter. This production is recorded at Mind and Soul Studios. To find out more about the Omaha Entertainment and Arts Awards, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at OEAA Awards or visit our website at oea-awards.org. Voting is now open through August 31st, so make sure your artist gets the support they deserve. Make sure to tune in next time to hear from another artist about winning an OEA award in the art community in Omaha, Nebraska. Everybody, we did it! That's it!